about Christine. Christine. You live inside my head. Ingenetti, and you are listening to Music You're Missing. That song you just heard is Christine, a song about macking on your dentist. It is from Steinza. He's a 22-year-old up-and-coming artist from Virginia Beach, and we are going to get him on the line in just a minute. But first, welcome to the new season of Music You're Missing. A lot has changed in these past few weeks. First, I'll be riding solo for a few episodes, like right now, because my co-host Devin is currently on tour with Guns and Roses. Now, if you're new to the show, Devin is a little blonde, bubbly girl, so just imagining her chilling with Guns and Roses is actually hilarious. <laughs> We're also doing things a little bit different this season. Every artist you hear this season will be an actual independent artist. In the past, we brought you some label signees, but this season I said, you know what? I really want to support the unsigned talent. So every artist featured on the podcast and on our coinciding Spotify playlist will be an actual independent artist. And my final announcement before we get Steinza on the line, we have merch. If you want to support the show, head over to Instagram at Music You're Missing and click the link in our bio to browse our merchandise. They're absolutely drippy. And if you are watching along, I am wearing my little Music You're Missing hoodie right now. And it is so soft. Um, just so you know, full disclosure, they do run a little bit small, so I would size up. But anyways, enough about that. Let's get Steinza on the line. How's it going, man? Going well, going well. How are you, man? You know, this is weird for me. I usually have Devin next to me, and I'm just like looking directly at you. I feel like we're having such an intimate conversation. I kind of love it. Yeah, this is cool, man. This is a cool vibe. Dude, this, first of all, I just want to say I'm so stoked to have you on. So I don't know how much you know about us, um, but this season we're really honing in on the independent artist. And I was doing like a Spotify deep dive not too long ago, and I came across your track, Christine. And I was like, holy shit, dude. I looked at your plays and it had like 15,000 or something. I was like, no way. I would have guessed that this had like a few million streams. Uh, and then I ended up, you know, digging further into your catalog and I just became an instant fan. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, Christine's one that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. It's a unique one. Oh, yeah. it's a, th There's quite a fun story there. I know you did like the heard it first thing for us. Um, kind of kind of going on about how it's about a dentist. So we'll talk about that later. But first, I want to kind of know how you even came to be like a musician because I've, I was looking correctly. I was doing a big, big stocking as we normally do. Are you an electrician? I was an electrician. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? I, I don't actually know, but I'll just let you know that like we really go hard on the on the searching. Like it, it came up on one of the links. Dude, that's impressive. <laughs> well, because I was wondering like how are you managing to do that? And also like because also the music that you put out is so not like it doesn't sound amateur at all. Like it, it really does sound like super polished. So uh, how do you even like what are you doing now? You just said you're not an electrician, so are you pursuing music full time? Right now I'm uh currently funding myself through freelance music work so producing and mixing others is where most of that comes from and then uh every once in a while i'll do some random gigs here in virginia beach like this past weekend i sold soup at a farmer's market <laughs> so, uh, that was fun but um no man i uh essentially i think your question was how did i end up being a musician yeah yeah or just like how do you even have time for it if you know you got other things going on yeah so right now it's the only thing i'm doing officially 
um, but it hasn't always been that way. Um, so I started just as a kid, uh, grew up. My sister got a guitar, gave it up. I picked it up. Um, then growing up, I just played a lot of guitar, locking myself in my room. Uh, I was pretty introverted back then. Then uh, around my teenage years, I started getting involved playing at a church here. Um, there I kind of learned how to play the rest of the stuff you find on the stage. So got into bass and drums and singing and keys and all that. And then started writing my own stuff because they, uh, they had an extra computer at the church and put it in like a storage closet for me and said, like, hey, if you ever want to learn how to, you know, use logic or whatever, come up here and work. That's kind of where I got my, uh, my start. Back then I was working at Chick-fil-A. Did my time there for a couple nice. of years. Saved my pleasure a bunch. Uh, and then I was an electrician's apprentice for about a year. And then from there, I moved on to a retirement planning financial firm. Where we did a bunch of like insurance and portfolio planning for, I was there a couple of years. And then uh, about July of last year, July 2020, I was just so fed up with the dynamic of the uh, like working a nine to five behind a desk. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, quit my job in the middle of COVID. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> screw it. Um, didn't really have a plan, but we're here a year later and you know, it's working out. Yeah, I mean, things are looking up. I, I saw that you were getting like playlists on some editorial playlists. So it's, yeah. it's clear that your tracks are in front of the right people. Yeah, um, a lot of that's just thanks to being friends with you know, the friends that I have. They're all really supportive and working with this dude named Dylan Goldberg who's helping me like on the management side. He's just a guy I met here locally. Sweet. Uh, for a buddy, but good guy um, with a lot more industry IQ. So obviously like you, sorry, I just banged my whole table. Um, obviously you took that risk of like kind of calling it quits, especially during COVID, which is yeah. honestly, that's <laughs> hilarious that that's when you chose to do it. But how, how are we feeling now? Are we, are, do we have regrets or are we feeling like it's the right decision? Um, I don't have regrets. I don't miss the nine to five dynamic at all. I do some days miss the nine to five paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that one. No, man, I feel really free and I feel really fulfilled and I, I feel really proud of myself. Um, and the thing that was the tipping point for me was I actually was in the bathroom one day at work and my buddy's dad owned the company that was next door to us in the office space. And he comes in and we're peeing next to each other. And I was like, Brad, when did you start doing what you're doing now? And he was like, honestly, man, I didn't really figure out what I was doing until 35. But I took a risk and quit the job I was working to go start this company. It was dead broke for a few years. But the guy's you know, really well off now. Um, but to make a long story short, I walked back into the office and put my two weeks in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't want to be the... Uh, I didn't want to be the 40, 50 year old guy in the future saying, man, I wish I took that risk or I took that leap. I a hundred percent understand where I like, I'm, I'm at home. Like consequences are low. If I fall <laughs> my no, I, I definitely understand. So are, are you, you're 22? Yes. Okay. So I'm 24. I'm not too old from you. Um, but I have a bunch of friends who were kind of like me, like they came up, I was doing music. So I, I've always known like, 
there are some days where I'm going to make like $2 and then there are other days where the paycheck's going to be fat. But like, that's just something I knew going into it. But now as I get older, it's funny. Like I see a bunch of my friends getting lost into that nine to five life. And I'm like, what happened to your dreams? Like you just gave them up so quickly and now you're like an old man or old woman. I don't yeah. want to call anyone out. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a huge advocate for, for doing what you want. Cause you literally never know, especially now with things like TikTok and just like that instant come up, the instant success. You really never know when you can be the next big thing or at least have like a few years uh, of a career. And if it ends, you know, that I think everyone's also expecting that to happen, too. Right. 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 Yeah, man. Um, I guess in short, now I feel really good and I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Sweet. So Virginia Beach, I'm not, I honestly, I'm not familiar at all with that area. Although I do, so I'm from Boston and I have like a lot, I, I like to travel a lot, but when I travel, I like to like drive and I like to go far. Um, and I always plan road trips and Virginia Beach is always like, oh, maybe I'll go to Virginia Beach, but actually I've never been. So what's Virginia Beach like? What's the music scene like there? Music scene is not, not too crazy. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny, man. There's a lot of people from here. Like Pharrell and Pusha T and really? Sago, Chris Brown. There's a bunch of people from this area. Um, but that being said, there's so many people here doing art in a lot of different capacities. Um, and there's really a lack of a uh, a collective identity for Virginia Beach. and mm-hmm. Hampton Road. We're kind of a part of this seven city network called Hampton Roads. Okay. And um, yeah, really that whole conglomerate is just missing an artistic DNA. Like in in a way, you would go to California and they have one. You go to Philly and they have one. New York, Chicago. Um, that uh, that framework is not here, and so it's it's a lot of people um, moving independently mm-hmm. with connections from outside of BB, which is kind of what I've been trying to do. But um, obviously, people here are are people, and people anywhere can be nice. So there's a lot of nice people here and great people. Um, that we work with, that I work with. Uh, Virginia Beach has been called the biggest small town. Okay. Actually, like Virginia Beach is massive. It takes like an hour and some change to drive across it. I See, I didn't even know that Virginia Beach was a town. I just thought it was the name of a beach. And then I Googled okay. it like when I was making that graphic that we sent you to get confirmation. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, this is actually like a, a whatever municipal of Virginia. Dude, it's weird because there's like, a bunch of different subterrains of Virginia Beach. So, like for instance, I live in, uh, I live on the border of Virginia Beach over by this area called Downtown Norfolk. So it's this urban area with an art district and all these vibey little restaurants and stuff. But if I go 30 minutes south, I'm in the middle of a cornfield and I'm still in Virginia Beach. It's an area called Pungo. And then if I go 20 minutes north from that, you know, I'm at like a, a bustling ocean is bustling word. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like a, Peter, a producer board, Pete says, a yeah, boardwalk with a bunch of, you know, people surfing and it's just interesting how many different cultures, um, are here. I think it's cause we're, we're based around this military base called Oceana. So there's a huge Navy base here. So people from all over end up in Virginia beach and it kind of becomes this big melting pot of like city cultures and, but it's weird being from here because I feel like I don't, I feel like a mutt. <laughs> I don't have a sports team to root for. Yeah, There's not a lot of stuff like happening in Virginia that's specific to Virginia. But that being said, man, I, I love Virginia Beach. And I kind of always thought of it um, 
you know those rugs you would have in your room as a kid that had like the little town on it yeah 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 yeah. that's kind of how i picture virginia beach that's like very wholesome and sweet (laughs) it feels very contained and very homey and also very innocent i'm I'm kind of getting some like lyrical inspiration from that comment right there you might want to write that one down I will. I will. I mean, I've been saying that for a long time. There is a song there. That'd be cool. You know, it's interesting you say like you kind of feel like a mutt or or that Virginia Beach has like a a bunch of different varieties, if you will. Um, I've been to Virginia. I like I've, I've driven through it, but there was one time in my life where I actually went to Virginia for a wedding. Uh, And I I observed that as I was uh, it was like in the deep, deep country of Virginia and I observed that as I was like driving through I was like okay like there's a lot going on here specifically here it's like nothing swamp I met a lot of locals that was the time um at that wedding specifically the wedding was I'm just gonna tell the wedding story now it was a beautiful wedding it was on a very beautiful estate uh it got crashed by a bunch of locals and there was this guy, honestly, I'm just going to say, okay, I'm just going to tell the story. I was a little hesitant because I didn't want to get absolutely murdered, but I'm going to do it. So there's this guy named Gator, okay? He comes in with the whole squad. Gator, yeah. And I'm, like, very good friends with the bride. And she's young. Like, she just moved to be, because the guy, the husband's in the military. So I was like, Gator, like, bro, I'm really sorry to tell you this. Like, you can't just, like, bring a bunch of random guests into this wedding right now, like, and then that's when I really got that deep South connection and they started a brawl at this beautiful wedding because I told them that he couldn't invite people that weren't invited and just I'll spare the in between, but it did end with him threatening to come back with his gun and shooting me. And then the next morning at like 2 AM, he was clearly intoxicated holding a gun. Mind you, I'm from Boston. Like this is so like, I don't see this. He's holding a gun, like chewing on tobacco. And he's like, Brendan, I got a bullet with your name on it. Like, you don't come in between me and my friends. And I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I can ever make it back to Virginia. Yeah, that's wild. Virginia Beach is nothing like that. Okay, good. Okay, so maybe maybe after all of this planning, I will actually go to Virginia Beach for a vacation. Yeah, it really sounds like you were inside of, like, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Honestly, dude, yeah. I wish I remembered what it was called, but it was, like, the closest city was Richmond, and it was, like, an hour away. If okay, not, yeah. Maybe even more, so... It's pretty, uh, it gets pretty hot on out that way. <laughs> yeah, so that's my experience with Virginia. I'm glad that you, uh, you know, you've kind of found the good in it um obviously because virginia beach sounds a lot better uh but that being said i did want to go into one of your lyrics for your song home uh it says i disagree with all the people back home and all the ones who think i'm doing it wrong so i was wondering like do you have the hometown support or you got some haters up in virginia beach what's the deal you know man it's funny i don't think that i have like haters so to say because there's not I haven't experienced people just like shitting on my music yet. Okay, that's always great. There hasn't been somebody very bluntly like, bro, you suck, you're an idiot, don't do this. (laughs) But it is funny to notice small details and how people treat you and speak to you. Um, And that song I wrote like two weeks after I quit my job. um, And it was my first trip to L.A. And I, I just had a lot of people in my community kind of looking at me like I was an idiot because I was making good money. Um, I was comfortable 
and there was a lot of uh, growth potential at this job I was at, and I left it to be broke and make music and sing, you know, and so everybody was like, bro, what are you doing? This is the wrong decision. You should keep working your nine to five and keep music as your six to 11. And I guess that's what that line means is, man, I just, I just disagree with you. yeah no dude i mean i think it's such a unique experience too like doing the whole music thing because people just don't understand like those people that are stuck in that nine to five life like you were just saying like they don't get it and like unfortunately things don't happen from like six to eleven like you really need the nine to five to like put the time into your actual music career and and like the creative process of it. So like, yeah. it's really on them for not understanding. So that, that actually is really nice to have perspective um, behind that song. I, I think that's like a, a great song to put out after you, you make it to LA and come back uh, the first time. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. And there's this, um, it's funny too, because with music, this has been my experience. Sometimes when I get to big milestones on my musical career path, like my first trip to LA, um, I was getting in sessions. I felt like I was on a roll with my writing and my production, all that. And it kind of just made me feel like I was on top of the world. Um, and it made me feel like that momentum would never stop. Of course, highs and lows both happened, mm-hmm. both happened since. Um, but yeah, that song was really written from a place of like, screw you guys. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> and you are. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm excited on, on my drive home. I'm definitely going to listen to that one now that I have like that, <laughs> that perspective, um, which actually brings me to another question. Speaking about perspective, I, I know you kind of broke down Christine on our heard it first segment, but I got an, I need to be walked through that songwriting process. For those of you that don't know, the song is about like crushing on, on your dentist. And it was a real story. Just, just start from the top. Tell me everything. Yeah, dude. So it's a, true story um i did not hide the identity of my dentist (laughs) actually christine that's awesome Um, my dentist here is a dude named rex so he is not christine okay plot twist yes yeah but his dental hygienist or assistant her name is christine got you so it was actually right after i wrote home and that whole shebang happened i got home from la and the day after i had this dentist appointment and i still felt like I was walking around with a chip on my shoulder, like, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like I was carrying the LA momentum. You had some swag behind you. And now that also makes sense, though, with the Christine lyrics. <laughs> I walk into the dentist's office, and this girl walks Now they come out with the clipboard, and they call your name. Oh, yeah. Well, she comes out, it's like, Zach. And I was like, dang, who's that? So she takes me back there. I'm laying in the chair. I got the orange goggles on and the bib. And she's cleaning my teeth, and I'm like, dang, this girl is so cute. And you know how dentists have, like, a one-way conversation with you while they're cleaning your teeth? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the whole time, I just – I wanted to, like, flirt and, like, (laughs) play the game a little bit. And I I was just so frustrated because I literally couldn't. I had, like, a five-second window after she – you know, they, like, squirt the water in your mouth. Oh, yeah. All you can say is, like, uh. (laughs) Yeah, I would, like, laugh at a joke or something. So I walked out of that being like, dang. I really had no chance to make an impression at all, except, you know, laughing through the, uh, the toothpaste and the fluoride. Um, and so I walked out of there, I called my buddy Eli and I told him, I was like, dude, the dentist at this office is so cute. I might call the office and like ask her on a date or something. And Eli's like, no, bro, that is probably a little weird. (laughs) 
I think uh, I think you should like give it a few days to think about it. Um, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so I did the super non-weird thing, and instead of calling and asking her out, I went home and wrote a whole song about her, um, which is what we hear today, Christine. <laughs> it was really well timed because my buddy um, Berg, who's this dude I produced with, uh, his real name is Bailey. Um, he sent me over a drum loop, and it it's the drums that are on Christine. But I get, I don't know why in my head I immediately heard those like tacky sounding Q filter guitars, the <laughs> or Ottawa, whatever it is. I don't even know what the effect on that is. But um, I sat down, played that riff, um, the Christine. That melody was the first thing that came out, and that song was actually written completely linearly. So I started with the hook, wrote the verses, and in about an hour and a half, two hours, it was done. No shit. And uh, my desk was actually back there, and I had a couch here um, behind the camera. And right when I finished the song, my buddy Cannon um, and his girlfriend Caroline, who was his new girlfriend of the day, so this is my first time meeting her. (laughs) What an impression. And they're like, oh, what's up, man? I'm like, I just wrote this song. You have to hear it. I was super stoked on it. So they're sitting on the couch. I can't even imagine what this girl Caroline is thinking as I'm playing a song about my dentist putting her fingers in my mouth and stuff. But um, they were a little bit taken aback by it. And it's funny because that was the first time I saw somebody react to Christine. And it's cool because I think the majority of reactions since then have been just about the same. Mm-hmm. People are a little... Uh, when they hear the fingers in my mouth line, it's a little <laughs> unsettling. But it I don't know, I like it. It's sticky, I think. Dude, I, I genuinely do think that it was like such a genius lyric and it's just such a fun play on because people can get mad at you for like kind of crossing that line, but at the end of the day, like it's true. Like she was your dental hygienist, her fingers are in your mouth. Um, and if I went like a little deep of it or a deeper with it too, there's almost this element where it's like Obviously, like, the idea of putting your fingers in somebody's mouth can be, like, a sensual thing. Yeah. But it's, like, in my head, it could have been that. And in her head, it's, like, she's just at work and she's a dental hygienist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just this is an everyday thing, um, which is kind of a parallel to the experience. You know, in my head, I'm, like, dang, this girl is so fine. Like, I'm trying to talk to her. In her head, she's probably, I'm just another dude. <laughs> I think I explained the song. I'm just a name on a wait list. Mm-hmm. There's another dude you're cleaning the teeth of. She's just um, counting down the, the minutes till 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, dude, actually, since then, I think Christine came out in April. I had a dentist appointment. So that song was written in November. And you do the six-month <laughs> dental cleanings. Mm-hmm. I went back. Good for you, dude. Good dental hygiene. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried. I'll just see Christine now. <laughs> but I went back, and I don't remember when the date was, but it was like there was really two things that could happen. Like she could really like the song and then maybe Christine likes me back. Well, I wasn't just because of like the situation I'm in right now, like trying to support myself as an artist and where I'm at personally, I'm just not really looking for anything relationally right now. So mm-hmm. like, well, that would be awkward because then it's just one sided. You know what I mean? I just didn't <laughs> want that. To happen. Yes. Yes. And the other side of it is, well, she doesn't like the song at all. And she thinks it's really creepy. Yeah, so it's kind of a lose-lose, really. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. Um, Christine did end up hearing the song. Christine liked it. 
Hopefully, Christine doesn't watch this. If you are, hi, Christine. <laughs> Wait, oh, hold up. How <laughs> how do you know she heard the song? How who gave her the song? Have you heard a reaction? Did you talk to her? I, this is the this is the meat. This is what I need to know. This is the juicy stuff. Um, I found out that Christine heard the song because about a week after I put it out, I open Instagram. Uh oh. And the first notification I see is. Christine has commented on your Instagram post, and the comment was, Christine has entered the chat. <laughs> now, keep in mind, too, I did not know where this girl was on social media because, you know, maybe I'm just super creepy, but when I meet somebody, usually I try and find them on Instagram or Facebook. Or it's very, like yeah, that. it's very easy to do. I a little bit more. Well, I could not find this girl anywhere. I couldn't <laughs> find anything, bro. Like, nothing on Google. I couldn't even find a LinkedIn nothing christine so dentist I, like, I outsourced it to a friend of mine named izzy who's this girl i went to high school with who is notorious for just being really good at like digging stuff up i was like yo i need you to find this girl so izzy couldn't find anything we're like two weeks into this so when i saw that she commented <laughs> on my post i was like i was i was like shell-shocked um but no as far as i know i don't know how she found out about it Oh, well, that is a whirlwind of a story. And honestly, that just goes to show like how powerful some tracks can be. And I just feel like this story, I know we're going to make some content out of it, but I know so many people will think that this is a fun story. And I, I, and especially when you listen to the song, it was just, it's like really perfectly executed. It's the, do you know Walker Hayes? Do you listen to country music at all? I do like country. I don't know Walker Hayes. Okay. So he has this style of writing that's like, tongue-in-cheek and almost cheesy but somehow it's not and it's actually really funny and it works perfectly and it just reminded me of that where like you're telling a story and it's just so simple but it's like it's tongue-in-cheek but it isn't i don't i can't really describe it but i think that's when you know you've really done something right um and genuinely i feel like this song is is your ticket to the i don't even know to to bigger and better things it just needs to (laughs) be in front of somehow more people and hopefully we can do that for you <laughs> thank you man yeah i'm uh i'm picking up what you're saying because it is a weird line to walk writing a satirical song because i don't want to sound like weird al you know or like, yeah i don't want it to sound like i'm writing a bit but i also want it to be fun and so now i think tongue-in-cheek is the right expression yeah it's, it's still palatable that song too just kind of reflects like the attitude that song has reflects my personality really well. I think, mm-hmm. I think better, better than any of my other songs. I think that uh, is an accurate representation of like who I am and how I think, and my sense of humor, all that stuff. So I appreciate you saying that. Man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think if you're able to really put your personality in a track and have it show, that's when you know you're on the right track. Hey, double track. Um, all right. That being said, so I feel like Christine and then you had like famous plane ticket, kind of a different sound than when you started out earlier. Is that, are you kind of leaning into more like the hip hop pop sound now going forward? Or is that just so happened to be like your last two releases? Dude, um, this is a tricky question because I actually got really into the idea of ghostwriting for others. Oh, cool. Um, and it was because I feel like I write so many, so many things cross genre. Um, and this poppy sound, I just got really, I guess the word is insecure about the, uh, like the profile or the, um, identity that my songs have. Mm-hmm. 
and I might need to backtrack to answer this question. I don't write only pop. Um, I feel like what I'm trying to do, and this is actually my Instagram bio. This is a way to answer the question. I'm trying to soundtrack my life. Okay. And so I think what we have heard um, in my releases this year has been a lot of high moments. And as a result, I think those high moments sound like pop. If Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a song like Christine, I think if I were, if my life were a movie and I were to score that moment, I think Christine is what that moment would sound like. The same thing with Home. You know, if my <laughs> life were a movie and there was this arc where I was in L.A. writing and I felt this type of way, that would be the sound of that scene. And um, just for the sake of momentum and cohesiveness, that's been the release plan for this year. Um, but, you know, just like any other human being, I go through a lot of low moments, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of introspection and thinking. And I've actually got some songs um, that I'm really, really excited to share next year that kind of take a look into that other side of things. You know, what is my life sound like as a soundtrack when it's not happy and when it's not sunshine and birds chirping in the air you know i feel like you've showcased that side um a few times on i'm sorry to cut you off there i feel like you showcased that side a few times on tiktok which i've actually been pretty interested to hear like the the final versions of some of those songs that you've teased thank you yeah i uh it's just a bunch of demos i'm sitting on right now um a lot of those slower or more like emotionally dense songs. Um, I just personally feel like they haven't worked as singles. And so I've been waiting for a project. Cool. Or start working on a project, which that's, uh, that's the plan for next year. So it's looking like one or two more songs this year. And then I'll probably, uh, my goal is to start working on a six, seven song EP for next year. That includes... Uh, some of the songs, but a lot of that stuff I posted on TikTok is really just a pulse on like how eager I am to let people hear those songs because I think that they're songs that people relate to, mm-hmm. and uh, music in a lot of ways. Um, the people that I listen to and the artists that I respect, it helps me through those moments um, where maybe I'm not on the mountaintop, I'm in the valley, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I, my goal in those songs is hopefully I can help somebody shape those moments in their lives as well um, or maybe save somebody some time with a lesson that I've learned. For sure. I feel like it's also kind of interesting, like even if you like journal or something, to have – to kind of have uh, – What's the what's the phrase that people say? Oh, hindsight is twenty twenty. To be able to like see those low moments when you're definitely not in a low moment, like when you got your Christine swag on, and you're like, oh my god, I was so dumb, I can't believe I felt that way, or vice versa, when like you feel like an absolute shit, and you're like, oh wow, I remember being so happy and bring it back to me. Um, I just think that's a, a very cool thing about music and all art is like they really are documentations of time. Yeah, dude, and that's like. I've almost created the separation in my mind too of like the songs that are a part of that soundtrack and then the songs that are written um, as like exercises or maybe for a job or mm-hmm. for something else or writing for somebody else. How do I say this? Um, my life doesn't really move at super speed. And so 
when I'm feeling one thing, like that Christine situation, you know, was crammed into a two minute song, but really that was like a, a two week unfolding of feelings and stuff, you know, that was in my life. And during that two weeks, that was what I was writing about, mm-hmm. you know, before I could move on to another chapter or song on the soundtrack, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So those songs are always meaningful to me. And it's like, I almost in my, in my demo folder, I almost do journal. It's like a sonic journal almost, I guess. But it's, it's cool to like look back through time and hindsight and like see how I was feeling in different stages and all that. Definitely. I know you had it just kind of hinted towards what is to come in terms of music. I know you previously said when you did the Herd Horse for us, uh, you wanted to start doing shows. Do you have any shows lined up? I'm trying to plan a Richmond, Virginia show currently. Nice. Um, I did just come off. The, I had another uh, chip on my shoulder moment because I opened up for my buddy Matt Mason in Nashville uh, a couple weeks ago. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I had a blast. I was nervous as shit. But uh, it went a lot better than expected, and I kind of came off the back of that wanting to play a bunch of shows. I also noticed the quality of, like, in my head, when I compare like a fan I made at that show or a fan I made online, mm-hmm. the quality of the fan at the show is like much higher. And I feel like those people are more bought in to what I'm trying to do as an artist. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely recognized that while I was out there. And so now I'm like, well, okay, if that's the lifeblood of my career and that's what's giving me longevity and opportunity, then like I want to I want to gather as many of those fans as I can. Absolutely. We talked about that a, a bunch on the show um, with some of the artists who are out on tour after not having been touring for two years. And that's what they were saying is like, they thought like a TikTok was giving them a bunch of followers and like it would, but then it wouldn't uh, like translate to engagement or like streams yeah. or purchases. Now they'll go in front of a, a crowd. And even if it's less followers they get or like supporters, it's just way more, sub- it's a way more substantial amount of support that they give them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a quality over quantity thing. Mm-hmm. And it's finally back now that live entertainment is like allowed. Yeah, and it's live entertainment is something I've always kind of neglected. Um, not really intentionally, but maybe on a subconscious level it was intentional because, I mean, I've just spent so many years like pacing back and forth in my room or wherever my studio was just singing to the walls. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting singing for people yeah i mean i can imagine it's almost kind of awkward i mean these are your words coming out of your head that you wrote and like your four walls and then to have to perform in front of other people obviously that's great but there is like a level of like awkward nervousness for sure yes absolutely bro and i was really 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 encouraged at that nashville show because i walked up on the stage with the shakes and you know the whole the whole nine and but when I started singing Christine, I literally could see um, on people's faces that they were connecting to the song. And I've never performed and had people like laugh. They were laughing along with the song, like understanding it and yeah. appreciating the writing. And I was like, dang, that is the coolest thing ever. Because I literally, it was, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited to um, experience that more. 
I feel like that's like the the first small victory on the road to many. And I'm I'm so stoked that you were able to share that with us and that we got you at this point in like time because I just I, ha- I have a strong feeling that you're just going to continue to grow. Um, and, you know, you'd be a little bit a little bit less accessible to hop on a call. Um, <laughs> that being said, we're asking all the artists this season before we bid them adieu. What is some music that I'm missing? What are some artists you're jamming to these days? Gosh, dude. I feel like there's a ton of smaller artists that I love. Sorry, man. Do you mind if I name a few? No, go for it. This is this is what it's for. Give them their moment. The ones off the top of my head, there's a band called The Technicolors that I love. Okay. Um, there's an artist here locally named Shaolin. She's super dope. Another artist, Tyler Donovan, a rapper. He's brilliant. Um... My cousin Isaac Friend is doing his thing. There's so many different genres on this list. It's, now that I'm thinking of it, it's cool. There's this girl in Oklahoma I'm friends with named Ken Pomeroy, who is something special. I know I'm forgetting somebody. But yeah, I guess that would be my short list for now. Wonderful. We have an amazing intern. Her name is Abby, and she is going to compile a list of all the art uh, artists that these artists recommend and then we have some more artists to choose from when we do support so thank you for giving them a little moment yeah absolutely all right well honestly it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you i'm so glad we got to do this yeah of course peace out about christine you